craziest games of the season for the Minnesota Wilds? Buckle up. We got some good ones. We'll take a look at some of the best games of the year for the Wilds on today's episode of Locked on Wilds. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we take a look at seven of the craziest or best games of the season for your Minnesota Wild. We'll talk crazy comebacks. We'll talk hanging on to beat some of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. So uh, join us on this tour of all things Minnesota wins from 2021-2022. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and guiding you through the offseason here on Locked on Wild. I will mention starting on Monday... I teased it yesterday. We do have a big month-long project coming for you called Sizing Up the Central. We'll be taking a look at positional groups throughout the Central Division and looking at which team is best in each particular spot. We'll do rankings. We'll look at where the Wilds stack up in uh, various position groups. So it should be a lot of fun for the month of August. We have plenty to dive into We'll be having some guests on to discuss it as well. So tune in for that. But now back to the task at hand. It was a record-breaking season for the Minnesota Wild, so no shortage of games to discuss in our best games of the year episode here today. And so what we did for today is just picked one from each month of the season. There are plenty of worthy candidates, so just went with some of my favorites for the course of this season. And so let's start off with the month of October. And the winner there is the Wilds' 6-5 to win over the Winnipeg Jets. That was early on in the season, just the third game of the year, but arguably one of the craziest the Wild had the entire season. Let's rewind and take you back through it. Uh, a lot of scoring in this one, of course, 6-5 to was the, uh, the tally for the Wild. But if you'll remember, the Wild found themselves trailing in the third period, uh, trailing by a couple of goals, actually, in the third period. And it was until there were five minutes left in the third that the Wild mounted the comeback. It started with the Marcus Foligno power play goal. And then with under a minute to play, in, and I remember this vividly, being on the way home, so listen, I was listening in the car. The Wild were trailing, under a minute left to go, and Jewel Erickson is able to tie it up at five apiece, uh, thanks to his linemates at the time, Matt Zuccarello and Kirill Kaprizov, and then Eric Sinek to complete the hat trick with the overtime winner uh, to send the Wild crowd home happy by a score of 6-5. to five. 
it was this game that bloomed the Wilds' crazy third-period comeback antics for the entirety of the season. And so at that point in the year, nobody had any idea just how regularly the Wilds would be able to complete those insane comebacks of one goal, multi-goals, goals in the last minute of the third period. And so it was fun to hear it unfold, but it also was a pretty good precursor as to what was coming for the Wild throughout the season. The interesting note, as I alluded to, was that at that time, uh, Jewel Erickson Eck was centering Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. So uh, it was interesting that that was the combo. And uh, the first couple of games of the season, it took those guys a little bit to click. And you know, Erickson Eck erupted in this game for three goals. And uh, that combo, which was the only one to that point that really had not done anything. And yes, it was only two games to date. But um, it was a nice uh, emergence party for the then first line for the Minnesota Wild in that game in October. So the October winner, the 6-5 to five win over the Winnipeg Jets. We move to November. Wild on the road taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Wild found themselves trailing in this game as well, uh, down by two goals with eight, uh, with about 12 minutes to play in the third period. The Wild then get a goal from Jared Spurgeon. And with three seconds on the clock, Ryan Hartman gets the game-tying tally to send it into overtime. No score in overtime. And then in the shootout, Nick Bugstad ends up winning it. Uh, so the Wild end up picking up the 5-4 shootout win in that game. And again, crazy comeback with Ryan Hartman getting the game-tying goal with three seconds left on the clock. And uh, I remember at this point, too, and this, I think a lot has to do with just the history of the Pittsburgh Penguins and just what that franchise name means. Tough to beat them in Pittsburgh, certainly. And so for the Wild to be able to come out of there with two points was huge. And just adding to it the fact that it was the former Penguin Nick Bugstad that ended up getting the shootout winner to uh, to send the Wild home happy there. That was, you know, that that was easily one of the uh, the better games on the road for the Minnesota Wild throughout the season, and definitely worthy of the uh, the game of the month for November. So two games in, two third period comebacks uh, for the Minnesota Wild, and as I mentioned, that'll be a theme going forward. We are going to continue our list. We've got some heavy hitters that found out the hard way that XL Energy Center is not too kind to its opponents. And so we'll discuss those and more as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. If you have yet to try Built Bar Puffs, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is another new flavor. If you are ready for it, you can enjoy delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate, yes, that's right, covered in chocolate, Built has done it once again. So let me introduce you to your new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. Have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus it's healthy for you as well. 
cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. So don't walk, run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat for everyone. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just eat them all yourself. Let's be honest, it's probably the better option. But you're not going to want to delay, so head to Built.com right now. And if you do, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Continuing to look at some of the craziest games for the Minnesota Wild throughout the season. We'll move to the month of November, and uh, this one I remember quite well. The Toronto Maple Leafs came to town, and the Maple Leafs had uh, started the season off a little slow, but were on an absolute tear coming into the game against the Wild at XL Energy Center. And, you know, they had a Vesna contender in goal at uh, Jack Campbell. You've, of course, got Austin Matthews and the other cast of characters that make up a very dangerous Toronto Maple Leafs team. The Wilds, at one point, had a 3-0 lead in this game, and they absolutely had the Maple Leafs on their heels. Excel Energy Center was going nuts, and uh, it looked as though the Wilds were going to be able to land the knockout punch in this game. Now, it didn't necessarily work out that way as the Blue Jay, uh, Maple Leafs were able to complete the comeback to make it 3-3 heading into overtime. No score in overtime, and then the Wild won in a shootout as uh, it was some nifty goal work by Cam Talbot to stop William Nylander from the potential tying goal in the Wild able to pick up the huge win at home against just, like I said, a very dangerous Maple Leafs team at the time. I think they had won something like 11 of 12, uh, and so they were just on an absolute tear heading into the game, and uh, the Wilds handed them the loss like they did so many opponents during the uh, the 2021-2022 season. So not the... Crazy comeback, but a crazy shootout win for the Wild in the month of November. We'll go to the month of December, and this one, I think, this may have been one of my favorite wins of the season. There was a little controversy with it, but uh, this was another one, I think, that was just such a treat to see from the Wild. I'm, of course, talking about the uh, 3-2 to win over the New York Rangers in New York. Now, why was this one of your favorite wins of the season? Well, because Henrik Lundqvist was getting his jersey retired by the Rangers. And who loses on jersey retirement night? Well, it's really never the home team. Although, ask the Wild how that went for Miko Koivu's jersey retirement. But nonetheless, Henrik Lundqvist was getting his number retired by the New York Rangers, and so there was a lot of fanfare going into the game. Plus, it's the New York Rangers. Last I checked, Minnesota teams don't have a ton of success against New York teams in any sport. And the Wild ended up falling behind. They were down 2-0 after one, but they rallied to tie, 
And then this was a point in which Freddie Goudreau was starting to uh, kind of ascend. And Goudreau gets the game winner, 3-2. to two. The Rangers thought they had the game tying goal as time expired, but it was reviewed, and there was no goal. And so the Wild came away with a 3-2 to two win. I think one of the things that I liked about this game was a couple of Wild players, Marcus Foligno and Jared Spurgeon, were getting heckled on the bench. And so they responded in kind by pointing to the scoreboard and just kind of shrugging. And it was at that point where we looked at the season and we're like, okay, now the Wild have beaten a New York team on the road. This has potential to be a really good year. And ultimately did not end up getting to where they wanted to go. But it was at that point in the season where I was really starting to look at this team and think there's uh, there's a pretty good chance that uh, that this ends up being a, a really good year by wild standards, and it ended up working out that way. So the craziest game of the uh, the month there um, to give the Wilds the three to two win over the New York Rangers on the road, and uh, Matt Zuccarello having a night against one of his former teammates. Um, and his former team. So Zuccarello helping the Wild spoil the Henrik Lundqvist jersey retirement uh, in that one. So we uh, we are through the month of January. Now, of course, in the month of January as well, could have said the Winter Classic, but that started off pretty rough for the Wild. Uh, and so we're not going to, uh, we're not going to include that one. But of course, have to mention the Winter Classic Unreal atmosphere from what I saw on TV. Did not get a chance to go to it live. And um, based off of what I saw from the beverages that people were trying to open in the seats, probably good to just uh, take that one in from the uh, the comfort of the living room. And so uh, Winter Classic was obviously a huge highlight on the season despite the loss by the Wilds uh, in that one. And so uh, that's definitely worth mentioning for the month of January as well. Let's uh, finish off the final three games that we have to discuss as we continue to take a look at the craziest games of the season for the Minnesota Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day, continuing to look at the craziest games for the Minnesota Wild throughout the season. We move to the month of February, which was not super kind to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, that was that second half swoon uh, in which they uh, they ended up losing at one point four in a row, seven of uh, six of seven, and um, so it was a uh, I think all in all a two and eight stretch for the Wild during the month of February. So not a whole lot to pick from, but uh, we did have the game against the Carolina Hurricanes at XL Energy Center. Uh, that was a 3-2 to two win for the Wild, but it featured a lot of fanfare and a common theme as the Wild had a 3-0 lead in this game and looked like they had the Hurricanes on the ropes but uh, were unable to kind of land that knockout blow and had to, uh, to hang on for a win uh, in this one. So you had the Wilds getting off to the 3 nothing lead, 
And then the Hurricanes, like all good teams do, made their comeback with a couple of goals in the third period. And uh, the story, one of the stories in this game was uh, the work of Cam Talbot, who was, this was maybe one of his better games of the season against a very potent Carolina Hurricanes team. So that gets game of the month for February uh, with a couple of games that could have um, could have probably qualified as well. I tend to lean towards the exciting, close games as opposed to there were a couple of games this year where the Wild just ran the other team out of the building. For craziest, I, I tend to kind of lean towards the more exciting or nail-biting games uh, for that criteria. We move to the month of March, and uh, this was a game I attended in person the Minnesota Wild hosting the Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche with just an absolute torrid shot pace on Cam Talbot, and uh, Talbot was definitely up to the test, stopping 40 of 42 shots. Wild got out to an early one nothing lead, um, and by early I mean in the second period. And uh, the, the Avalanche got a couple of goals in the third from Kadri and Rantanen to take a 2-1 to lead with just about five minutes left to go in the game. The Wilds get the game-tying goal from Ryan Hartman to tie it up at 2-2. We head to overtime, and uh, in the last few moments of regulation, this was... Um, I think this was the Eric Johnson penalty, if I recall correctly, that gave the Wilds a power play in overtime. And Kevin Fiala ended up connecting like 15 seconds in, which sent the X into an absolute frenzy. And uh, the Wild ended up picking up the win here. And they were at that point trying to make a charge uh, and trying to stay ahead of the St. Louis Blues for second place in the Central Division, which they ended up grabbing later in the season. But at this point, it was very tight. And so every game mattered. And going up against the Avalanche toe-to-toe, it ended up working out for the Wild in their favor. Insane game. And so that one has to certainly be on the list as well. And that brings us to the month of April. And we're going with the second-to-last game of the season. The Wild's going up against the Calgary Flames and trying to get some retribution for what the Flames did to the Wild the first two meetings of the season uh, in which they uh, they beat the Wild 7-3 and 5-1. to one. This was a very close game throughout as it was uh, tied at 2 through regulation and then Kirill Kaprizov uh, continuing to shatter records for the Wild, nodded his 46th goal of the season to give the Wild the 3-2 win in overtime. And uh, that ended up giving the Wild uh, win number 52 on the season. And they followed it up the, the next game with a win over the Avalanche to, uh, to give themselves a franchise record, 53 wins on the season. But uh, again, this is a very tight game. Calgary played most of their regulars in this one. So even though it was near the end of the season, both teams still vying for um, some positioning and just trying to go into the postseason with 
some confidence. And so it's not like it's not like what happens to the Wild and the Avalanche in the final game of the season in which the Avalanche rested several key players. But uh, this one was kind of the final tune-up of the regular season, uh, and the Wild handled it well by, uh, by beating the Flames at home. So that's just picking one per month uh, from my list of games that I enjoyed throughout the season. There are plenty of others that were exciting as well. It was, if you missed it, a pretty exciting season for the Minnesota Wild uh, start to finish minus the postseason. So plenty to pick from and a perfect way for us to close the book on the month of July as we gear up for our content coming in August as I teased at the beginning of the show. I'll tease it again. We are going to be doing a month-long series called Sizing Up the Central where we take a look at how each team in the Central Division stacks up at various position groups. We'll see where the Wilds stack up. There are a few spots in which I think the Wild match up favorably against the rest of the division, so we'll discuss that and more throughout the month of August here on Locked on Wild. And of course, if there's any news, uh, Wild noteworthy news, we will make sure to uh, sprinkle that in as well. But plenty to continue to uh, guide you through the offseason here on Locked on Wild, so make sure you are sticking with us each and every step of the way. Make sure that you also take a look at the Locked On NHL podcast to get a full lowdown of everything going on throughout the offseason for the National Hockey League. Locked On NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to hit follow on all of your favorite podcast platforms and subscribe on YouTube to Locked On Wild to stay up to date with everything breaking on the Minnesota Wild all week long. We've got new episodes coming out all throughout the week as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.